Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. And thank you so much for joining us. Whether you found us through Google, Amazon, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And thrilled today to have somebody joining us to talk about orthodontics and assistance and the vital role that assistants play in that field. And that is Dr. Greg Asatrian. Dr. Asatrian, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on here, Harry. Kevin, Kevin. Hey, it's all good. I have been called everything under the sun. It is all good, my friend. No Apologies. worries. Hey, I am. <laughs> it's good. Hey, I, I like I said, glad to have you on. I would love for our audience to know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. And uh, so my name is Greg Asatri, and I'm an orthodontist. Um, I graduated, did all my schooling through UCLA. So I was basically a tried and true brew, and I went UCLA undergrad, dental school, residency, and master's. Um, practice in Southern California, born and raised. And about a year ago, I moved to Michigan. So now I practice in uh, Southeast Michigan near Detroit. Um, I moved here with my fiance for her residency training. So I'm out here for the next couple of years and uh, straightening teeth out here. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that move and you finding a team that kind of fits your philosophy. What was that like for you? Absolutely. I mean, as you're, I'm sure you're aware and all the listeners are aware, um, assistants are critical in orthodontics. It's the the only way that the profession can function because you know they they are an extension of our hands you know we only have two hands to work on patients both assistants we can work on several patients at any given time and that's what makes the profession so fun and also such a fun dynamic with the team um when i moved here from los angeles i had an incredible team it was two of them and it was like a very like small knit community you know it was a small team and it worked really well we were very effective and you know it's it almost becomes like um a dynamic like a fluid process because when you're working with a team that knows how you work it's almost like you don't even have to speak i mean i'm sure a lot of the assistants on here know it's like they, they know what i'm doing before i even know what i'm doing you know what i mean um and then moving over to a new office it's getting used to a new team a new system it's re you know restarting a family there right so it took a little bit of time but we're getting there we had you know given the year of 2021 and the insane like you know shortages and all this stuff there was a bit of turnover, but I think we're stabilizing with our team now and we're starting to get to that process of they know how I do things. I know what they need more guidance on, things like that. And, you know, we'll talk about that more today, but like communication is critical when you start with that um, because you got to make sure that, you know, they know what they should know, the assistants, right? Um, and the assistants should know what the doctor needs. And it's, there's only, there's only one way you can get that and that's through time and communication, right? And you can't have one without the other. So the transition, it was pretty smooth. Um, but it was, like I said, it was remembering that a lot of the assistants here had never worked with me before. So making making that transition, is it, it was pretty abrupt. So, um, But it worked out very nicely. You know, one thing I hear from assistants so often is about when they start working with a new doctor or when a new doctor comes into their practice, that balance between what he or she wants versus what they already know and how to make that dance happen. How do you kind of make that dance happen and make sure that it, there is a balance? That's, that's a really good question. Um, in the beginning, there was like a, I did like a 10 to 15 minute huddle with them and I talked to them about like the dry basics of my preferences, right? Um, and that was like, obviously that's not enough. That was just merely to set the foundation to make sure that we didn't collapse within the first 10 minutes of starting the day. Um, and then once that happened, then you start working with the patient and be like, okay, you know, I love how you did this. Oh, sorry, the assistant, you start saying, I love how you did this. Um, when we do this, I like to do it this way or that way. 
And then I always encourage them, like, you know what, like, whether you've been doing this for 20 years or just started, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but if you don't know what I want to do, don't, don't assume, just ask me and I'll explain to you not only how I do it, but I'll tell you why we do that. And that way it's not like a, I tell you, you do this, Dave moves on. It doesn't work like that. It's not how like a family works, how a team works. It's more of like, I did this because of this. So next time, if you see me doing this, you'll know why. And maybe you'll be able to preempt that. Like, oh, you know, when I tell you to use this wire, why did I make that change? And then, so next time they come in like, hey, doc, do you want me to do that wire? It's like, good call, yes, or no, this is why not. Um, so I think that is critical. The beginning, it's like I said, it's, it's a juggling act. You can't, get, you can't get the team on the same page in the same day, first week even, right? Because it just takes time. And that's the, the uncomfortable thing with starting anything, you know, starting a new profession, starting with a new doctor, starting with a new assistant. It's those growing pains, which, kind of help you develop a stronger team, but at the same time, it's all been uncomfortable to get started. You know, we mentioned communication, and what is it that you're looking for from an assistant as a doctor as far as where he or she wants to go in a career, or what they want to accomplish? How much of that do you really want to know from your vantage point? Well, from my vantage point, I want it to be pretty much an open book. When an assistant comes, even from the interview day, I just want to know where their intentions are. You know, if they're going to be with our team for one month, I'm not going to go over here and, you know, train like all these little details. But if I know this patient, this assistant, sorry, is interested in being with us for the long term or is interested in just getting started in a career in orthodontics or something, just even exploring for orthodontics is for them. I think that has to be known on the front end because if like I have an assistant that just joined our office and she is, this is literally her first job out of assisting school. And I'm like, are you like, you know, are you interested in orthodontics or is this just like a stepping stone to do another specialty? She's like, no, I really like orthodontics. I'm like, okay, great. So day one, even like yesterday, I sat down with her. I'm like, okay, this is the first wire and what it does. Just starting in the basics and then you build off of that. Whereas if it's an assistant that's only gonna be here for a little bit, you can say, okay, this is how I want you to work on the patients and not really worry so much about the why because if I know they're gonna be leaving, there's no need for them to have that found. Oh, okay, let me rephrase that. If I know they're leaving orthodontics, there's no need for them to really understand too much of it. But if they're going to be, you know, leaving to go to another orthodontist, which is sad, but, you know, maybe they're moving, um, it's still important to teach those assistants because that way they're going to be able to, you know, um, take those skills somewhere else. And even though that orthodontist might not work the same way, you know, teeth move the same way anywhere you go in the world. So as long as they understand the fundamentals behind things, that'll help them out. I'm going to ask you a really broad question. Absolutely. Uh, but what in your mind does it take for a, an assistant to be a really valuable assistant in the world of orthodontics? That's a great question. And you know, that there's a huge spectrum. Um, I've had assistants under the sun from ones that literally just show up, do the bare minimum. Um, I have to really supervise every single step of the way. With those assistants, I have to, you know, double check a lot of the things, right? That's that's one side of the spectrum. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they're they're not being that superstar level that you're talking about. On the flip side of the spectrum, you know, I've had assistants that have been doing this for a while and that this comes with experience, but I always tell I'm gonna sidebar here for a little bit, I always tell assistants don't worry about speed. Just worry about getting things done right, because speed will come. Okay. So uh, back on track. Um the, the the those elite perfect assistants are the ones that know what they're doing and the only way they'll know what they're doing is if they were asking how to do things throughout the process and perfecting those things that were, were taught and you know a lot of the times with orthodontics you know the assistants are the ones that are in the mouth working a lot of the time right and there are certain procedures that 
they don't like to do. So I, I can, I've seen them, they steer away from it. You know, it might be like, oh, I don't like taking impressions. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna call doc to help with the impression. Or I'm gonna call another assistant to help with the impression. And that's comfortable for them, right? But it's comfortable only for so long. At a certain point, avoidance isn't gonna make you any better. So I always encourage those assistants, you know, if it's a busy day, okay, fine, grab someone that can do it quicker and we'll move on, right? But if, but definitely if there's time, either call the doc, call another assistant over, ask them what you're doing wrong or how you can improve and, and do those tough procedures. Almost, I challenge the assistants to pick the more difficult things to do that are uncomfortable for them because that's the only way they're gonna get better. And that's tough, but that initiative is what makes an assistant go from good to great. And it takes it takes time. It's, it's like I said, it's uncomfortable, right? But if you can muscle through that discomfort and strive, and then you're you're gonna inevitably hit another roadblock. There's everyone that's not great at something, um, but as long as you get better at each one of those things and kind of tackle the next hurdle and get excited about it, that's how you're gonna become a rock star. And I, I always say like the best way of doing that is asking questions, educating yourself. Um, I, I told you in our, a little briefly when we chatted about this um, before we started the podcast, like I have a YouTube channel about orthodontics. It's called Braces Explained. And it basically teaches orthodontics to patients. But I do have a lot of assistants that watch it because it talks about the fundamentals about how, you know, orthodontics works. And a lot of the time, um, that's a good stepping stone. And it helps communication between the patient and the doctor, which is the purpose of the pod, uh, the channel. But it also helps communication between the assistants and the doctor or people that are interested in becoming assistants. Because now they're not just walking in blindsided about what is orthodontics right now they have a, a basis they understand how to you know number the teeth for instance because it's different than general dentistry um, they understand like the tools we use and stuff like that so not only is it like educational for patients it's good for assistance and i think that education was springboards uh, assistance to be amazing which is obviously the goal and i know assistants want that just as much as the doctors yeah, do you yeah. know when you boil right down to it Let's, let's talk about the assistance and the patient side of things whenever it comes to orthodontics. How much do you rely on them for that communication, that relationship between the patient, as well as maybe discussing health, next steps, things along that line? It's critical. It, it, it truly is critical. Um, the relationship between, like, I always half joke that, like, the patients know my assistants more than they know me, right? I go and I try to make talk with them, but I, I'm bouncing around between a bunch of chairs. And, you know, I spend the time with the patient, but the one who's executing the treatment is the assistants, right? Um, in the beginning, it's the assistants that are reviewing all these things, you know, foods to avoid, hygiene, stuff like that in, in the beginning. And, you know, it's, it's really important that the assistants are comfortable in those conversations with the patients because that makes it fluid, right? They have a, a like kind of like not a script, but somewhat of a script on what we talk about. You know, we um, we talk about the foods to avoid. We talk about their hygiene. Like this is huge, okay? So like all my patients, I recommend getting a electric toothbrush and specifically one that's like an oscillating rotating. And if, you know, I don't know if your assistants are familiar or the viewers are listening, but it's a, like those, the round tip toothbrushes that jiggle right and left. and you know, those are the ones that like Oral-B makes and I'm a huge, you know, I'm, I'm a speaker for them, but that they're just a fantastic product. Um, but I really explain to the assistants like why we recommend these products, right? And it's like, you know, I, I like it. I'm not gonna say like, just because I like it, you should recommend it. That's, that's, that's silly. But if the science says that this is a superior product, then I educate the patient as to why and then they, they can, you know, be part of that process um, with the patient. So um, 
avoiding like the foods to avoid what to expect with braces you know like it's gonna like, scratch up your cheeks and lips and stuff like that this is why you use wax and you show the assistants how to teach them how to put wax on so when they are you know we we do include like toothbrushes and stuff with the art patient kits and we explain to the assistants you know why they should be recommending these products and why they should be using this um and you know i show them how to use like the app that comes with the toothbrush so that they know where they're aiming and i had an assistant the other day that was just amazing with what she did with the patient the patient was struggling with oral hygiene um they had the oral b io brush and it's a great brush but they're still struggling with hygiene so the assistant's like, hey, next time you come in, I want you to bring in your toothbrush and your cell phone. Because um, the cell phone has an app that kind of tracks the areas of the mouse that you're missing, right? I, I didn't talk to her about this at all. This was all between my assistant and the patient. Um, so then when I saw them at the next visit, this, this kid's here with his toothbrush and his phone and the assistant's like, I'm like, what, what's going on over here? But they brought him in, they showed, the assistant showed him like, okay, you see how you're missing this area? The app shows you this is, this is how to brush properly, how to angle it, how long you should brush for, things like that. And I was like, bravo, like this is, this is, you know, this is that next level I'm talking about where the assistant is really caring about the patient, not just what colors to put on the teeth or how to tie it in. No, the, this is a genuine care for the patient and making sure that the patient is achieving new, you know, any, any doctor, any assistant can say, oh, brush better. This is that next step of, okay, why aren't you brushing well? Let's, let's get to the root cause of this. Is it, you're not using the right tools? No, they had the right tools. Is it because you're not trying no i mean clearly they brought their brush in it was just um an education thing and that's that relationship is priceless between the dental the ortho assistant and the patient because a lot of the times that assistant and that patient work together on several appointments right and then they develop that bond so it's, it's really important to you know not only be a good clinician but to be a good person an inquisitive person and a caring Absolutely. assistant you know when you talk about that good to great how much of that is you kind of instilling that versus it already being inside the assistant and coming out at that point? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. That's one of those things that, you know, you, um, it's hard to tell, uh, to be honest with you, because if someone really wants, wants it and they're just not getting it, they can get there. You know, it's, it just, it's just not enough. You know, maybe they need a little more coaching. Maybe they need a little more explanation. A lot of the times, like, you know, I'm really struggling with putting on this one bracket. Can you help me? And I, I show them, okay, let's see how you're doing it. Okay, now watch how I did it. Okay, now you do it again. You know, it's, it's that. And, you know, some people pick it up really fast. Some people don't. But as long as the, the, the desire to do it is there, it, they'll get there. You know, in, in dental school, I remember there was an, uh, an instructor when we were like, I don't know, maybe a third of the way or halfway through first year. And they said, you know, um, some of you guys just pick up the drill and, you know, you, you, the hand skills are there. And the other struggle with it. But they're like, by the time you start seeing patients and the time you graduate, the difference between all of you will be negligible because of the amount of practice and you all have the desire to be here. It's just the practice, right? Same thing here. If the assistant has that desire, it's just a matter of practice. It's just a matter of, okay, you're doing this a little bit off. Why? And then we could work on it. So it's, it's, it's mostly desire, I would say, but some things are tough and don't worry. Like, well, your doc will work through it with you. So last question I want to throw yeah, out to you. If, if an assistant is listening to this and he or she's interested in that orthodontic field, what's what's a key thing that you think they should do to really decide if that's for them? That's a good question. Um, well, I'm biased. I think it's like the coolest field to assist in because like, you know, it's not just suctioning. You're you're in there. You're doing the, you're taking out, you're changing the wires, you're placing the brackets. You're doing a lot of stuff. So I'm biased when I say you should absolutely do it, right? 
Um, but what to look at is, you know, how much autonomy do you want to have, right? Um, you're, you're working on that patient one-on-one. -on -one. You're, you're pretty much doing a lot of stuff if you're an ortho assistant. So one, I'd always recommend, and you know, I meant I plug the YouTube channel and I'm not doing this plug my channel. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need a lot of people viewing, but go and listen to the stuff on there and kind of see like, is this stuff interesting to you? Does it like resonate with you? Cause I mean, orthodontics is an interesting field. It's one of those things that when someone likes it, they love it. And if they're not like fascinated by it, then it might not be for them. Right. Um, so, you know, check out YouTube videos. I mean, right now there's like so much stuff on like TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff about orthodontics. So if those things resonate with you, then you should definitely pursue it. Um, and orthodontists would be more than happy to work with you and have you as part of their team and train you. Don't worry about that. I don't know much that that comes with time. You know, um, if you have the interest, any orthodontist will be happy. I mean, I'm not gonna say any, but I would say most orthodontists will be more than happy to train you and help you become, you know, achieve your career goals. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and let's make sure they know what the YouTube channel is, as well as, you know, if something's resonated with them that they've heard today, how do they reach out to you? Absolutely. The YouTube channel, it's pretty simple to remember. It's called Braces Explained. Um, if you search braces, you can probably find it somewhere on there. It, I basically have like videos about almost everything. Um, so I try to, you know, cater it. I might be starting a live show on there soon. So kind of stay tuned for that. And if there's any, you know, assistant there, and really anyone who's interested that wants to communicate with me, um, you can contact me at uh, Dr. Greg, D-R-G-R-E-G, at Asatrian Ortho, so A-S-A-T-R-I-A-N.com. And I, I'm pretty good at responding to my emails, so that's probably the best way of getting a hold of me, just because I give you my phone number, but a lot of the times I'm not even by my phone, so... <laughs> Well, Dr. Satri, it has been great. And, and seriously, I really appreciate you giving us that insight into orthodontics and assistance. So thanks so much for your time. Of course, of course. Thank you, too. Have a good one. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you who have listened to this episode. We try to bring you experts in the industry from all fields so that you as dental assistants can decide where you want your career to go. So until the next time, this is Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off for this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. And as always, together we rise.